0: Welcome to Hollywood and Levine. I'm Ken Levine, your podcast host, and this week I want to talk about award ceremonies because of the recent brouhaha with Will Smith and Chris Rock. Uh, It has certainly been in the zeitgeist for the last several weeks. And so I thought, you know what, this is a good opportunity to talk about uh, the many times that I have been fortunate enough to be nominated, and even a few times when I won, and to tell you about the various award ceremonies because each one kind of has its own little story and you can vicariously live through my life. So that's what we're going to do this week on Hollywood and Levine. And the very first one was a Writers Guild Award. And this was... uh, For MASH, and it was, I think, like 1977, 1978, we wrote the episode Point of View, we being me and my partner, David Isaacs, and there was also a, a freelance writer that we gave an assignment to, and we did a page one rewrite on that particular script. So we submit Point of View, and that writer submits basically, our draft of his script. So it's our very first award ceremony. Tuxedos are optional. It's at the Beverly Hilton in the big grand ballroom where normally they do the Golden Globes when they did the Golden Globes. And um, so we're very excited because this is our first time that we've been nominated for something. And we lose to that freelance writer, and the script that we wrote. So in a sense, we lost out to ourselves. That was a rough night. And we went next door to Trader Vic's to have some drinks afterwards, and Alan Alda was there and and joined us. And I have to say, Alan was incredibly supportive and kind because it was a, a very rough night. Okay, so now we are nominated for an Emmy for Point of View, and we go to Pasadena, which is where they held it in some giant arena in Pasadena, and we lose to a script that we touched up. We didn't do a lot of rewriting, but we did some, but uh, it was a script by Alan Alda. <laughs> so, so Alan beat us out for that. Although I have to say, if I am being honest, yes, it was disappointing not winning the Emmy for that episode, but I was actually more pissed that Charles Dubin, who directed the episode, didn't win because he did a masterful job. And that show could have been an utter train wreck had it not been for charles dubin directing it and you gotta remember back in the late 70s you didn't have steadicams and he had these big hulking cameras that he had to move around like i said he did an amazing job and he really deserved the award i think the award that year went to a multi-camera director of barney miller so that That kind of pissed me off. Now, the next year, we were nominated again for an Emmy. I don't remember what the episode was, but uh, this was very weird because there was a Screen Actors Guild strike at the time. So the Academy decided to hold the Emmys anyway, except there were no stars. Now, You can imagine the ratings, (laughs) you know, when directors and writers and people like that, uh, producers, are the presenters. The host of the Emmy Award ceremony, the primetime glittering Emmys, was local Channel 4 news anchor Kelly Lang. I think the only actor who actually showed up was uh, Powers Booth. And this was, I know, on NBC... They were making a big deal of the fact that they were going to premiere their big miniseries, Shogun. And the actress from Japan, who was prominent in Shogun, was brought out and she was let out on stage. And, of course, everyone looked at each other like, who the hell is that? So that was interesting. But they said, well, the good news about that is that you get on camera when they say your name there will be a camera on you. And so, yeah, there was a camera on me and my partner for two and a half seconds while they said our name. We were up for a Humanitas Award, also for Point of View and MASH. Now, the Humanitas Award is given out. This is not televised. This is arranged by some church council, and there's a big cash prize with it, like... $25,000 for the winners, although they like you to donate it back. And if you are the winner, then you get to go on the Today Show the next morning. So again, we were very excited. This took place during a luncheon at a now-defunct restaurant on La Cienega called Tale of the Cock. And it was the day after my wedding. So we went and we brought along my sister-in-law. It started like at 1130, people are having drinks, you know, you're milling about, then there's going to be the lunch, then there's going to be the ceremony. And all of the plaques announcing the winner's names were in a corner with their backs to the room. But they were accessible so I'm standing there having a drink, and my sister-in-law comes up to me. This is like 11:45 in the morning, and she goes, "You lost." I'm like what? Yeah, some guy from Taxi won. So now we got to sit through the whole lunch and the whole ceremony and everything else, knowing that we lost. Yeah, that was a, a wonderful time. Then we were nominated for a Writers Guild Award. For an episode of Open All Night, you're going, what the hell is Open All Night? Open All Night was a series, I think this is like 1981. This was a series that ran 13 episodes on ABC, and it was done by a very small production company, and the creator, producer, showrunners were Tom Patchett and Jay Tarsus, who had been the showrunners of the Bob Newhart show. And normally we would not have a chance to write for this, but there was a writers guild strike that year. A writers guild strike every year. There's a writers guild strike that year and small companies were able to make these grandfather arrangements with the guild. In other words, they said, "Look, we're going to go out of business if we can't keep producing our show we promise to agree to whatever ultimately is decided upon you know warner brothers couldn't do this because you know they were like a major company but this was a, a tiny company that only had this show and they were going to lose their ass if they couldn't continue production so they said okay and david and i at the time had a development deal with lorimar but that was null and void during the strike. But we were able to write episodes of Open All Night. So, anyway, we write two episodes of Open All Night and we submit one for the Writers Guild Award because that's the only thing we had that year. And I get a call from my agent one day saying, Hey, congratulations, uh, you guys are nominated. A Writer's Guild Award. And we thought she was joking. Like, how the hell are we gonna get nominated for an open all night episode? So we said, Oh, thank you, thank you. Yes, we're we're really thrilled. We hung up the phone and I thought nothing of it. And then the next morning the paper came and I decided to see, oh, I wonder who really was nominated. And it turns out that we were. We were nominated for the Terry Runs Away episode of Open All Night. So, normally, when you're nominated for a Writers Guild Award, the production company will pay for your tickets, will have a table, they might even send a limo for you. By the time that we were nominated, the show had been off the air, and the company had dissolved. So we had to pay for our own tickets, and, of course, rent tuxedos again. They always said tuxedos optional, but... You know, you got to rent a tuxedo uh, for $150 or whatever it was. And they sat us at the Hill Street Blues table, all the Hill Street Blues writers. There were four empty seats, me and my wife and David and his wife. And uh, they're looking at us like, well, who who are you guys? And we said, well, we're, we're nominated. For what? We said, open all night. What's open all night? What were our chances of winning? This was like so ridiculous. So anyway, David and his wife show up a little late. So they sit down and David is sitting next to Barbara Boson, who is the wife of Stephen Botchko at the time. And Botchko was sitting to her left. And so David starts talking to Barbara Boson. First of all, we say, this is the Hill Street Blues table. And David's like, oh, my God, I love Hill Street Blues. It's my favorite show. It's just fantastic. You guys are doing great, great work. So now he's chatting with Barbara Boson. And he says to her, so what do you do? And when he says that, Bochco and I, a couple other people kind of perk up. And start listening. And she says, well, I'm an actress. And he goes, really? So what have I seen you in? And she says, I'm a regular on Hill Street Blues. Well, Bochco and I both fell over. It's like, how do you recover from that? So that was our big laugh. That night... They decided for reasons that are unfathomable that for the entertainment portion of the evening that writers would write skits and perform the skits. These were terrible. These were just terrible. Embarrassing. I guess it's because, well, if you're a good writer, you're working, but oh my God, these were just painful and it took forever. So the evening kept going on and on and on. And these writers put in all this time and effort to do this. So they weren't going to cut any of the sketches they were going to do each and every one of them. By the time they got to our category, I kid you not, it was close to midnight and we had been there since six o'clock it's now close to midnight and i have to say the highlight of the evening was losing and being able to get the hell out of there because there were still about three or four more awards you know the drama awards are certainly more important and prestigious and they're the ones that they save for the end comedy awards eh. so we were able to at least get out of there at midnight, and that was the highlight. And no, we did not win an award for Open All Night Terry Runs Away more of me in a moment but first a word about caliper CBD comes in two forms number 1 it is the flavorless powder that you just pour into water and this really does the job it delivers 30 times more CBD in the first 30 minutes than CBD oil or pre measured, there are the CBD powder packets. It's kind of like pixie sticks, and they come in delicious flavors. My personal favorite is sweet raspberry sorbet. You don't get a high. Caliper CBD is always THC-free because, you know, you want to feel better without the trippy side effects, okay? Really, what this does is it just mellows you out a little bit, and if you're like me and you watch the news, oh my God, you need this. No guesswork, no high, no worries, and I want to give you some of this for 20% off. All right. So you get 20% off of your first order if you use the promo code HOLLYWOOD at trycaliper.com slash HOLLYWOOD. Try it risk-free for 30 days, and if you don't love it, we'll give you back a full refund. That's trycaliper.com slash HOLLYWOOD. Don't forget the promo code HOLLYWOOD for 20% off your first order. Then we were nominated for another Writers Guild Award. And this time, it was at the Wilshire Ebo Theater in Los Angeles. Cavernous. This is a giant, musty theater that gets used very, very sparingly. I mean, there's like ghosts that are haunting that thing. And we were nominated and we were up in the balcony along with the other cheers writers and um I remember thinking well you know uh, if if i win it's going to take like 5 minutes to get down to the stage so i had like a couple of jokes prepared about how long it took to get to the stage blah 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 and of course we lost and in looking back at it you go well of course you lost if you had won, they're not going to seat you in the balcony. Well, we were idiots. But if you ever see the movie, the Oscar, which you have to see in terms of, of a cheesy, terrible movie. Oh my God, you've got to see the Oscar. But there's a big scene at the end and a spoiler alert of a 50 year old movie where this Horrible star, Frank somebody or other, is up for an Academy Award. And they go, and the winner is Frank, and he stands up, anticipating a win, and Sinatra... And so he's, like, standing there, like, uh, applauding with this frozen smile on his face. Uh, Very eggy moment. Well, that was very similar to what happened at that Writers Guild Award. Because they said, and the winner is Ken. And, you know, I put my hands on the, you know, arms of the chair and was ready to spring up. And they said, Eston. Ken Eston won for Taxi. Uh, That was also the night when Joshua Logan... Uh, fell off the stage and broke his leg doing uh, a dance number. These are great. And again, $150 for a tuxedo. Then came the Emmys, and we were nominated for Goodbye Radar. Are you noticing a theme here, by the way? We lost. But in this case, after the Emmys, there is a big Governor's Ball dinner. And I got to sit next to Jack Larson, who played Jimmy Olsen on the old Superman series. And I loved the old Superman series. I still love the old Superman series. And so it was great to just be able to talk to him for like an hour. And he's telling me stories about production and George Reeves, what a cool guy he was. And working with Noel Neal and everybody. And and so, okay, I, I got nominated and... I got a chance to hang out with Jack Larson. By the way, I should say at this point, everyone says, well, it's just, you know, an honor to be nominated. Fuck that. Seriously. Um, it sucks to lose. It sucks to lose. And, uh, you know, to rent a tuxedo and to schlep all the way down to Pasadena or the Wilshel evil theater and sit there and then lose and have to, you know, smile and make nice. And it's, it, it's, it sucks. And at the Emmys, you know, there's a lot of talk about seat fillers. Go to the lobby of the auditorium with about a half an hour to go in the show. Everybody's there. Everybody's at the bar, everybody's drinking, everyone's pissed because they lost. And there are seat fillers, there must be a hundred seat fillers in the audience because most of the people are not in the auditorium, they are disgruntled and drinking at the bar. Yeah, it, it sounds really glamorous, doesn't it? Okay, let's go to the Writers Guild Awards. This is, I think, like 1983, and David and I are nominated for an episode called Boys in the Bar of Cheers. And the Cheers pilot was also nominated. So we figured, "Eh, you know what, the Cheers pilot is going to win. We're we're not going to win. Since it's black tie optional, what are we doing? Why don't we just wear dark suits? And that's what we did. And... Uh, Yes, the pilot won, but there was a tie and we won as well. So finally, we win something. So we walk up to the stage and my partner had a great line. He said, "Uh, you'll have to excuse us. We dressed for nominations only. It got a Thunderous laugh. What was really memorable for me about that win, in addition to the fact it was finally a win, was that the presenter was Tommy Smothers. Now, when I was a teenager, growing up in Woodland Hills, I used to watch the Smothers Brothers variety show and loved it. It was very subversive, very ahead of its time, uh, very much the forerunner of Saturday Night Live in a sense. And so I wrote a letter saying I would love to be a writer on the show. Now, I hadn't written anything. (laughs) You know, who's going to hire me? But I, I sent a letter. And I got a very nice letter back from Tommy Smothers saying, thank you, we're not looking for young writers, blah, 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 whatever. But it was a very nice letter from Tommy Smothers. So it was very meaningful to me when I finally won a Writers Guild Award that it would be Tommy Smothers who presented it. And I told that story to Tommy, and he was really rather delighted. He's, he's quite the mensch. So we finally win. Then there's the Emmy Awards, 1983. And it's the first year of Cheers, but it's the last year of M.A.S.H., So we're thinking, well, we're probably not going to win. They're going to give it to MASH. The MASH finale was seen by 125 million people, and it was like such a big deal. You go, well, this is the year for MASH, and it was only the first year for Cheers, so we'll give it to you next year, the year after. We have plenty of time to give you guys awards. So we were not expecting to win. And uh, apparently at the time, I'm not sure how they do it now, but apparently at the time, each show would submit a half-hour episode. And there would be a blue-ribbon committee that would meet in a hotel one Sunday morning, and they would watch all five nominated Episodes from the various shows, and then they would rank them. Apparently, instead of just submitting a really solid half-hour MASH episode, they decided to just use a half-hour segment of the finale. And the half-hour segment they selected, if you remember the finale, was everybody in the mess tent and all of the nurses and everybody talking about where they plan to go and what they plan to do upon their return to civilian life. And I guess the people in the committee were like, really, huh? They were not very impressed. And so who knew we, we had a chance. So they bring out our presenters and our presenters were Arthur and Catherine Murray. And if you don't know those names, it's because you're not 60. They were a couple that had a dance lesson show. That's right, a dance lesson show on primetime television that was highly rated. And I think the theme that year was pioneers of television or old-time TV or something like that. So they come out to give out this award. And the buzz in the audience is, oh, my God, they're still alive? And I think they were, like, in their late 80s then. And uh, and so they go, and the nominees are blah, 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 blah. And the winner is, and Catherine opens up the envelope, and she goes... And the winner is, and I'm like, what? And Swoosie Kurtz, the actress was sitting right next to me and we were kind of friends and she like elbows me and she says, get the fuck up there. And I'm like, what? And then I hear the cheers music and I'm like, oh my God, we actually won. So we go up and we get the award and this Story I'm going to really shortcut because I've told it already on the podcast. But this is the thing where after we won, we got sent around to different interview rooms, one after the other, like every five minutes. And finally, they pointed to a door, and we walked out the door, and the door slammed behind us, and we were out of the building in the alley next to a dumpster with flies buzzing around and the door was locked and we had to walk around the perimeter of the auditorium to get back in and it, it's really just the the perfect metaphor for what it is like to win an award they love you they love you they love you door slams and you're out in the alley with the dumpster so that was our big win A crushing loss was a few years later when we had the Cheers episode, Death Takes a Holiday on Ice. And we had some friends who happened to be on the Blue Ribbon Committee. And they called and they said, You guys won. Everyone loved your episode. You guys won. So we thought, wow, okay. We really, we prepared a speech. This was going to be great. And it was the first award of the night. We lose. Um, I think uh, A Wonder Years beat us. So we lose. And now you got to sit there for the next three hours and watch everybody else win. It sucked. It really did suck. And the next day, we started getting calls from people who we didn't know. And they would say, hey, um, I was on the Blue Ribbon Committee. I don't know what happened. You guys won. And we had like three of these calls from people. You know, you guys should really investigate it, you know. But it's like, well, what are we going to do? I mean, realistically, what are we going to do? We're going to call the Academy and we're going we're to challenge it. There's going to be some kind of recount. There's going to be some kind of, you know, big scandal over this and we're going to win. And so begrudgingly, they're going to just hand us the statue and go, okay, fuck it here. Here's your goddamn statue. Um, so we let it go. But mm, there was still some chicanery there. We also got nominated for a Writers Guild Award for an episode of Cheers called Rat Girl. And this was 1992, because I was with the Mariners at the time and had to take a day off of spring training to come to LA. By now, we're wearing tuxes again. And this time, we won. And Ken Esten was telling me the story. He said, you know, because I had told him what happened to me, that Oscar moment, you know, Frank Sinatra, Ken Esten, and uh, how I was ready to spring up for my chair. And he was nominated this year, too, and he said he did the exact same thing. <laughs> the winner is Ken, and he got ready to spring up and go to the stage And it was Levine and David Isaacs. So we won for Rat Girl. And we beat out an episode of Seinfeld. And to this day, I've told this story as well. To this day, anytime I see Larry David, who's a lovely guy, he really is, he'll go, how did we lose to you? How did I lose that award to you? Like, Larry, give me 1% of the Seinfeld Prophets. And I will give you the award. I will change the name. I I will make it yours. Obviously, that's not going to happen. And the final time we were nominated, it was for an Emmy. It was the first year of Frasier. And they were nominated for the pilot. And we were nominated for the episode, the one where Lilith comes back. And again, we... Figured, eh, chances are we're not going to win because they'll probably give it to the pilot of Frasier. But there might be a tie. You never know. We weren't expecting to win the Writers Guild Award against the pilot of Cheers, and we did. Hope burns eternal. And we lost. The the pilot of Frasier won. And we're at the party afterwards... And uh, Jim Burroughs um, was saying to us, well, you guys had to know you had no chance, right? You you knew. I mean, it was going to be the pilot. Like, you guys had absolutely zero chance of winning this. And I was like, thank you, Jimmy. <laughs> thank you. That's that's great to hear. We lost and we're schmucks. So those are my Uh, award ceremony stories. Uh, I don't understand why somebody who is not nominated would go and sit through one of these things, especially now when the awards mean so much less and there is so little interest in any of them. But if you are nominated and you do win, oh man, it is a great great night and that will do it for this edition of hollywood and levine our thanks as always to adam and susie meister butler to howard hoffman to bruce and jason miller also to uh have i thanked john wolford yet howard hoffman well if i have i thank you twice um if you want to email me um console me on losing that emmy many years ago HollywoodLevine at Outlook.com is my email address, HollywoodLevine at Outlook.com. Also available on Twitter, at Ken Levine, on Instagram, Hollywood and Levine, where you can check out some of my cartoons. Back again next week. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Hollywood and Levine.